Hello and welcome to Words of Wisdom, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the Book of Proverbs. Your host is Dr. Jerry Weirwool, who will share life-giving truth from Proverbs that will help us become wise and discerning. Wisdom is a journey, and we hope you will join us for this exciting adventure. Proverbs 13:12 says, "Hope delayed makes the heart sick, but a desire that arrives is a tree of life." The verse is structured with a simple antithetic parallelism where the negative effect is being contrasted against a positive effect. And here at the outset, I think it might be helpful to note that this proverb is not making a recommendation or giving advice, but is rather making an observational claim about human psychology. In other words, it is drawing a conclusion about the human experience in a given circumstance that generally tends to be true. And those two circumstances are when hope is delayed and a desire arrives. And both are accompanied by their own respective effects upon the human psyche. So let's look at each one in turn. The first line says, hope delayed makes the heart sick. The phrase hope delayed describes a situation where a person is in a constant state of unmet expectation. We're not told what that expectation is or how long they remain like that until the negative effect sets in. We're simply given the scenario where a person is continually looking forward and waiting for something to happen. I think that the generic sense of this circumstance is intentional in the proverb so that it has the widest possible application. Let me give you two easy examples. First, consider a person who works really hard and aspires to eventually gain a promotion at their work, but year after year goes by and they're still in the same position they started in. Or second, think about a person who has a friend who moves away and yet promises to come visit soon, but several months go by with no visit and then the months turn into a year and a year then becomes two and yet they have not been able to see their friend since they left. Now, this second example may not be as relevant in modern times with the development of advanced telecommunications, where anyone can stay in touch with anyone else on the entire planet any day of the week they want. However, it wasn't this way in the ancient world. Sometimes friends and family would go many years without seeing or hearing from each other. In regard to not seeing a friend who moves away for a long time, I remember when I was in middle school, And my best friend moved away from where we lived in Ohio all the way to Colorado. Not being able to see him every day at school and not getting to hang out with him several times a week was really tough after he left. However, I thought we were going to be able to see each other at least once a year. But year after year went by and we never did get to see each other. I ended up, though, being able to see him after I graduated college. It was a wonderful reunion when it finally occurred, and we had a lot to catch up on, but a lot of life had happened, and we were in two completely different places in life, not to mention he had moved to a different country too. Especially when it comes to people who are close to each other or who share a deep connection, having the hope of seeing them, when that is delayed, it really does make the person's heart sick. Now, we're not talking about cardiovascular disease here or some other pathology or or heart disorder. The phrase makes the heart sick is an idiom. 
and it refers to the emotional pain like heartache or the longing and disappointment. In the ancient world, the heart was thought of as the seat of a person's thoughts and emotions. It was the organ where a person's perceptions and attitude about life came from. People thought with their heart, not with their head. The brain was really not understood as an organ for cognitive or emotional faculties in the ancient world. And so the detrimental effect of hope that is delayed, the detrimental effect is that a person becomes emotionally sick. And well, what happens when you're sick? You feel tired, you feel weak, you feel achy, lethargic, and so on. It's like the energy has been zapped from your body. This is the effect that having to wait for an extended period of time for something to come to pass has on a person. It causes your heart to hurt and for you to become discouraged and sad. And I can honestly say that's exactly how I felt when my best friend moved away. I felt alone and very sad for a long time. Now, on the contrary, the second line in the proverb states that a desire that arrives is a tree of life. The phrase a desire that arrives means that what you have been constantly hoping for finally comes to pass. The idea of something arriving is a figurative way to say that the desire is fulfilled. The expectation is met. Whatever it is that you've been waiting for, it is now here. Maybe it's that promotion that you've been longing for and anticipating. Or maybe it's finally getting to see your friend after such a long time. Again, the proverb appears to be intentionally vague about what the desire is because it really doesn't matter what it is. When a desire is fulfilled, it says it is a tree of life. This phrase, tree of life, it occurs several times in the book of Proverbs and always in a positive context. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 18, it says she, referring to wisdom, is a tree of life to those taking hold of her, and blessed are those who are holding her fast. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30, it says the fruit of a righteous person is a tree of life, and the wise person takes away souls from death. And then also in Proverbs 15, 4, it says a healing tongue is a tree of life, but perversion in it breaks one's spirit. Metaphorically, a tree of life symbolizes a source of vitality, healing, and wellness, and thus it usually refers to physical health and strength. Think about what brings you to life. What I mean is what really invigorates you, excites you, or motivates you. Whatever it is that brings you energy and enthusiasm, that is a tree of life for you. And when it comes to the sickness of the heart that stems from a hope that is delayed, the universal human response to experiencing a long-awaited desire is that of joy and gladness. Thus, the desire that arrives enlivens a person. It brings out happiness and excitement. And thus, it is a source of life to them. Whereas the proverb says, it is a tree of life. Now, regarding being able to see my best friend after many years, 
It definitely was a joyful time to be reunited and to see him again with all of us, you know, grown up and all, even though it was only for a few days. But so many years had passed that the desire to see each other was not as strong as it once had been when we were younger. Nevertheless, the time with my friend certainly provided me with a deep sense of resolution and closure after all those years. But in order to illustrate this proverb, I want to share with you the story of Emma McKeon. Emma was born on May 24, 1994, in New South Wales, Australia, to a family of swimmers. Her dad, Ron McKeon, was a four-time Commonwealth gold medalist and two-time Olympian. Her mother also competed in the Commonwealth Games, and her uncle was a two-time Olympic swimmer as well. So from an early age, Emma also desired to become a competitive swimmer like her parents, uncle, and her older brother, who is the Australian Olympic swimmer David McKeon. In the beginning, Emma's dad coached her and taught her how to swim. Emma trained hard during her teenage years and eventually competed at the 2010 Summer Youth Olympics in Singapore, where she won a gold medal in the girls' 4x100 meter medley relay, silver medals in both the 100 meter freestyle and mixed 4x100 meter freestyle relay, and a bronze medal in the 50 meter freestyle, 200 meter freestyle, and mixed 4x100 meter medley relays. It looked like she was an up and coming star athlete with her sights set on the Olympics in 2012. In order to focus on their training, both Emma and her brother, David, moved to Queensland to continue their training under professional coaching. While this was hard for her dad to be replaced, he supported the decision and knew that it was best for them in order for their success. And so, after two more years of training, both Emma and David enter Australia's Olympic swimming trials in 2012. Both show up ready to prove to everyone that they have what it takes. Emma particularly was anticipating success as she had been training for this moment for years and now it was finally here. However, the Olympic trials did not go as Emma thought they would. She ended up finishing 7th place in the 100 meter freestyle which was just one spot away from qualifying her for the 400-meter freestyle relay, and she ended up also not qualifying in the butterfly style either. In that same week, she watched her older brother, David, win the 400-meter freestyle and place third in the 200-meter freestyle, qualifying him for both events at the London Olympic Games. The disappointment for Emma was devastating and it seemed as though she was ready to give it all up. After failing to qualify for the London Olympic Games, Emma remarked, I was really upset when I missed that team. Obviously because my brother made it, and our other training partner, Jared Port, he made it as well in the 1500. I was really upset after that, and then I actually stopped swimming not long after the trials. I knew I wanted to go to the Olympics, but I didn't want to wait another four years. So I was like, I'll just stop. When Emma failed to achieve her long-awaited desire of qualifying for the Olympics, she was ready to quit. The emotional pain and disappointment were too much for her to bear. 
and so she took some time off for a number of months, but returned late in 2012 to swimming again. When she returned, Emma said, I guess I knew that you have to be showing up to training every day and doing everything properly to be able to perform at the level I wanted to perform at. Emma had adjusted her outlook and expectations and realized what it would take to achieve her dreams. And so she was ready to do the work in order to see her desire fulfilled. And that is just what she did. Training hard over the next two years brought her international medals and recognition. At the 2014 Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, Scotland, Emma captured a gold medal in the 200-meter freestyle, two bronze medals in the 100-meter butterfly and 100-meter freestyle, and three gold medals in relay events. That was a total of six world medals. She also set an Australian record in the 200-meter freestyle and her first world record in the 400-meter freestyle relay. After the 2014 Commonwealth Games, Emma commented, That was my first time swimming at that kind of meet doing individual events. I won a lot of medals there. So I think that's probably a point where I was like, Okay, I'm good at this against the world with everybody else. Emma would return two years later in 2016 to the Australian Olympic qualifying trials to find herself easily making the team heading to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. At the 2016 Summer Olympics in Rio, Emma would go on to win four medals, one gold, two silver, and one bronze in individual and relay events. Oh, how sweet the taste of victory was for Emma. To go from the point of despair and thinking about quitting swimming altogether four years ago to now being a world-class athlete on the podium for four separate events at the Olympics was certainly a dream come true for her. Well, since 2016, Emma has become one of the best competitive swimmers that Australia has. She has set seven world records and earned a total of 11 Olympic medals. At the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, she was the most decorated athlete across all sports. With four gold medals and three bronze medals, she also tied the record for the most medals won by a woman in a single Olympic Games. She has also won 20 medals, including five gold medals at the World Aquatics Championships, and she's won another 20 medals, including 14 gold medals at the Commonwealth Games. Emma has become one of the most significant and talented international female swimmers of all time. What Emma's story helps us understand is how sick the heart can get when a desire is delayed and we fail to achieve our goal. But that should not be grounds for quitting and giving up. Often, the more precious a desire is, the more life-giving it is when we obtain it. But the reverse is also true. The more devastating it can be if we don't. Nevertheless, we must realize that all good things take time and require patience and diligent effort. And if we are willing to bear through the heart sickness of waiting for a desire to come to pass, we will find a tree of life when it finally does. This is the wisdom of the proverb. 
thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Words of Wisdom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you would share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed by this work, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking on the donation link in the description.